out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and right-doing. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. This week we have our second episode in the series of having international podcasters as our guest on Meet Me in the Field. I am excited to introduce Brian Sexton from West Virginia in the dear old US of AT. Brian is the host of the Intentional Encourager podcast. In each episode, he listens to inspirational stories told by incredible people who have overcome unbelievable obstacles. They share the greatest lessons they learned and the biggest piece of intentional encouragement. You can listen to it on all the most prominent podcast platforms. I found it on Audrey, A-U-D-R-Y. Brian is also the writer of a book called People Buy From People and it's available on Amazon.com. The subscript to the book reads, 10 Powerful People Lessons from the Ultimate People Person, My Dad. While the write-up to the book reads as follows, Connection is a basic human need. To share a part of one's innermost self with someone else is a critical component in today's world. Every society has a need and strong desire to connect virtually, vocally or in person. And that need drives all people to have an innate need to connect more deeply and powerfully with those they love, respect or need relationally. Brian is a committed Christian and sings in the group called the Southern Gospel Quartet. But he's also a husband, father and a musician who plays various instruments. He is quite the multifaceted being and is an absolute pleasure to talk to. This podcast is supported by The First Layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There's also a 24-day step coaching and counseling program available based on The First Layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. Please also look out for information on my new book, Life and Non, a 12-step guide to life for non-addicts. You can find it by following the link from the right of my homepage. It costs 300 rand without postage. Order from me in my shop at www.freddyshop.co.za. This is Brian's story. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Mr. Brian Sexton, welcome to Meet Me in the Field. How are you doing? Freddie, what an honor to be with you today. <laughs> it is morning here in the east coast of the United States. And so, but again, it's it's great to be with you. Thank you so much for having me on Meet Me in the Field. Thank you very much for agreeing to chat to me. So where in the U.S. are you? I had to get a, a sip of hot tea there. That is oh. my beverage of choice is hot tea with honey and, and a little bit of instant coffee and stevia. So that's that's my beverage of choice there. Instant um, coffee in your tea? Instant coffee in my tea. Yeah, it's, it is a it brandy is, in me tea, but I haven't heard about instant coffee in me tea. I've never drunk anything. Uh, I had wine cooler in my mouth one time when I was 17 years old and spit it out. So I lived in a very strict household where uh, my, my late father, if, if, if he caught alcohol in the house, it was not going to be a good day. And I just decided, you know, I, I just wasn't going to partake in anything like that. So, but yeah, instant coffee in, in my tea. I, I just went, when I was traveling before the pandemic, 
I would put a little coffee in my tea, just to give me an extra shot of caffeine in the mornings. And, uh, I just like the, I like the taste of it. I like the, the extra little bit of taste in the, in the, in the hot tea. So yeah. That is the first I've ever heard of it, but I'm not a tea drinker at all. I am all coffee, but I am to the pure coffee drinkers. I apologize. I drink a lot of decaf. Well, I, you know, again, you had you to, to each his own, but, but absolutely. again, I need that extra kick because before I began talking to you this morning, so I have a friend of mine that does live radio here okay. in, in our area. So you ask me where I am. Yes. I am in Barbersville, West Virginia. So okay. for those folks that listen to your podcast in the States, I live about 15 minutes from a, a town called Huntington, West Virginia. We're on the, the Ohio, we're on the, the Southern Ohio, Eastern Kentucky border. And um, about 15 minutes from a university called Marshall University. And so there was okay. a movie made about 15 years ago called We Are Marshall. It was the story retold in, in, in movie form of the 1970 plane crash that killed all the members of the Marshall University football team. As oh, they my were word. Back. I've heard of that story. Yeah. As, yeah. So I live oh, about 15 or 20 minutes from Huntington and from where Marshall University is. Okay. So, that's and, where I am. So, And the minute I hear the world of West Virginia, the next words that come to mind is, what mountain mama, take me home country roads. <laughs> yes, it's exactly right. Yes, West Virginia, mountain mama, take me home. Yeah, I, I have I have been a resident of West Virginia since 2006, so almost 15 years. It's a beautiful state, about 1.8 million people in the entire state, Freddie, and uh, some of the most beautiful scenery Oh, wow. You will see in the United States. Yeah, we have a lot of whitewater rafting, a lot of mm. mountains. Well, hopefully uh, one day in the near future, I'll be able to experience that because we, my husband actually got a job in America during okay. lockdown. I think he got the offer in June. So we were supposed to clock into Silicon Valley in August and we are in December and we are still in Cape Town. So. <laughs> Well, it's, you know, again, South Africa, it's been an interesting, I would yeah. like to visit South Africa. Yeah. South Africa has, is, is rich historically. And, and, uh, that's one of the places that I would love to visit sometime awesome. is, is, is Cape Town. Well, let's hope we can one day have a cup of tea with some coffee dash, dash in and talk about our mutual experiences, me of there your you culture go. and your, of you of mine. So there you go. You mentioned that you grew up very, it, it sounds very strictly. Is that, is that very religiously strictly? Yeah, so my my dad was a uh, a worship leader and a pastor in a church, and um, I, I I am musically inclined myself, and uh, and uh, my I, my son actually, uh, my wife and I, our son is is very musically inclined as well too. So it, it was just something Freddie I grew up with, um, and I'm thankful for the upbringing that I had. I had a dad that that really invested in in me and. Um, just did a lot to encourage me. And in fact, I mentioned on the intentional encourager podcast, the, the first episode is, is about my dad. Episode one is about my, my late father I saw that, and yeah. my new book. Yeah. And my new book, people buy from people is a, is a testament to, to my dad and his, his legacy and the things that he taught me and the things that I've been able to carry on in, in my 25 and a half year career. Awesome. And did you and dad have a, have a very close, very good relationship? Oh, we had a tremendous relationship. Oh, wow. The last 10 months of his life, we actually worked together, Freddie. Oh, and, wow. and 
And so we were talking four or five times a day easily. Okay. And, and I think about the night my dad died very, my dad died suddenly in his sleep about eight years ago. It was eight years ago, this December 6th. Okay. And, uh, so we're about three weeks past that anniversary as we mm. record this podcast, but my dad, Freddie, I, I think about, you know, I talked to my dad the, at four o'clock the day before he died. Mm. And then I think about, you know, I was thinking about calling him back and he told me that he and my mom were going to. Uh, go out and do a couple things and have dinner. They were traveling on business um, when he passed away in his hotel room. And so I, I, you know, I thought about, okay, I probably should have called my dad, but then I thought, you know what? It was perfect that my parents had dinner together and they did some things together the night before mm -hmm. they died, you know? And, and so they had that moment together and, and, you know, on the one hand you say to yourself, boy, I wish I had done that. And the other hand you say, but no, it would have taken away from their time together. And, and my parents were married 41 years when my oh, dad well. passed away. And so Shame it was, man. you know, it was, um, it was, it was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to just let them have that moment yeah. together. And so, yeah, it was, um, but my dad was a huge influence in my life and still is. I mean, again, I, I wrote the book and there's a lot of my dad in, in my new book, people buy from people. And, uh, that's what my dad told me, Freddie, 25 and a half years ago, when I got my first sales job, he said, Son, never forget people buy from people. And so my dad was not only the ultimate intentional encourager, but my dad also gave me a lot of life lessons. Amazing. It's so beautiful to hear stories like that about fathers. One of the critical problems in, in our South African society is, is the concept of absent fathers. Mm -hmm. There's nobody to teach these lessons and to, to give the, our next generations of boys this, this, this amazing stability and upbringing. So... So where, where were you born and bred? So I was born in Huntington, West Virginia, where Marshall is, and okay. grew up. My, my family and I moved around a little bit when I was a kid. Um, we lived a couple of hours away from here in a little river town called Parkersburg, West Virginia. <laughs> it sounds um, idyllic. Yeah, Bel Belpre, Ohio is right across the river, and that's where I grew up, the little town I grew up in. And then um, came back here to this area. Uh, back to Southern Ohio, uh, went to high school in Southern Ohio, went to college at Marshall University where I got my marketing degree and then married my wife almost 25 years ago, be 25 oh years in, in October. We'll be married. Oh, fantastic. Yes. And, um, and so she, um, she was from Barbersville here. We moved here when we got married. In fact, where I am talking to you right now, Freddie, where I'm talking to you is, is I have a detached building from my house uh -huh. and where I'm talking to you from is the, is our original master bedroom that was built onto the single wide mobile home that we lived in when we first got married. Oh and word. so when we, when we moved back here in 2006 and, and, and put our existing home there, we just took this detached building, um, took one, the, the original door cut out, just put some. Uh, stuff over it, put some siding over that. And so we have storage out here. Half of this is, is where I podcast from and things like that. And so your man um, cave. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> not so much, not so much. I, you know, I, I enjoy going back in the house and things like that, but, but yeah, you know, the, the bar, the, uh, the area that we, that we settled into, we moved here when, when our son was, uh, was going to start kindergarten 
here in the United. Now he's a sophomore at Marshall University. Oh, so good. Yeah. So so time time really flies. But yeah, that that's kind of the the nutshell story. I mentioned a minute ago the the Marshall University plane crash, the nineteen seventy plane crash. My father actually was a senior in high school and here locally, my dad was the youngest of 12 kids. And Ooh. that's a, there, there's a side story there that I'll share with you in just a moment. Please do. So, so my, my dad was the youngest of 12 kids. His brother, his oldest brother was 27 years older than he was. Oh. He had nieces and nephews that were a little bit older than he was. So it, when my dad was a senior in high school in the, in the summer of 1970, starting his senior year of high school here in the States to earn extra money for he and his family, because it was just he and his two sister to, sisters and his mom that lived at home, lived on a fixed income, very, very, very meager existence. My mm -hmm. grandmother was not in good health at the time. So to earn extra income, my dad worked at Marshall University through a program through the local school system. And my dad worked around the 1970 Marshall football team. Oh my God. So my dad could go to home games because he was 17 at the time, but he could not travel on the road because at the time they had an age restriction, Freddie, where he was unable to travel because he was not yet an adult. He was not yet 18 years old. He wouldn't oh be 18 until April of 1971. Yeah. So he and my mom were out on a date, November 14th, 1970, and heard on the radio that the plane had crashed. Oh my word. Had my father been a few months older, he likely would have been invited to go on that plane with oh, them. My word, yeah. And he 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 possibly could have been on the plane that crashed. Yeah. And so going back, my 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 grandfather died when when my dad was four. Mm. So just literally about a quarter of a mile from where I am right now, sits a little Baptist church. In that same direction stands a house there that my grandparents lived in when my father was small. My grandparents took my, my then four-year-old dad to church one, one night in 1957, and my grandfather stood up to pray in church and collapsed and passed away of a heart attack, of a massive heart attack right in, in the middle of church. Oh, wow. So fast forward 39 years later, it is January 1996. I go to pick my wife up for our first date. And my now mother-in-law looked at me and she said, I have a question for you. It's okay. She said, did your grandfather die in church i said yes yeah, a matter of fact he did she said she she sat up in her chair and looked at me dead in the eye and she said i was 14 years old that night i was there and oh so was God. so was uh tanya my wife her dad was also there i found out later her grandfather who we just recently lost he was 98 and a half we Ooh. just recently lost him he was the first person to get to my grandfather. And so he, they were praying, had their head, heads bowed, and he heard him hit the floor. 
Oh, my and word. he immediately turned around, and he was the first person to aid in the system. Of course, by the time he hit, hit the floor, he was already dead. It was a massive yeah. cardiac oh, event. And, and so, again, it's, it's amazing how life comes full circle and how the, the story of your life, the events that happen long before your conception, before you're even a gleam in your father's eye, so to speak, mm -hmm. as we see here, it's amazing how those events have a way of coming uh, full circle. And so uh, my life has been full of interesting tales and stories and, and things like that. I love um, that about life. Generally. Yes. <laughs> you know a, what I started to just events. <laughs> well, instead of people buy from people, Freddie, I started to title my book BSing my way through life. Because <laughs> my initials are BS, Brian Sexton. Yes. Amazing. So I want to get to the book, but before we get to the book, I just quickly want to, to just wrap up on the topic of the religious upbringing. So yeah. am I correct if I say that religiosity stuck with you? And, oh, absolutely. And, absolutely. And, and, and you, you are still very much a Christ follower and a church I'm goer. I'm very, very much a, very much a, a uh, I wouldn't say a Christ follower. To me, it's much deeper than that. If I follow somebody, let's, let, and, and, and let me break that down, and I'm not trying to be critical of that, but to me, it goes a little bit deeper. Cool. Let's hear this. Because when I think of following somebody, Freddie, on social media or things like that, I have a passing interest in, in those oh. folks. And there may be some of them I don't know well. I may be following somebody that I that I know very well, that I may be friends with and text with and talk to. And so when I hear the term Christ follower, to me, it is more relationship than following. Ah. I have had a long relationship with the Lord. And I, I am very active in my church. I, I do some preaching and ministering in my church, okay. singing and, and playing music in my church. So again, it, it, is, it is much deeper for me than just a following. Okay. And, and again, I don't want to offend anybody that uses that terminology. I'm just saying for me, absolutely, I know what a follower means to mm -hmm. me. Yeah, I have followers on social media that I, have, I don't even know them. I don't know who they are. I, I, I can't get, but I know who Jesus is. Mm. I, know, I know what he's done in my life. I know the intimacy that he and I have with, with each other. And look, I will say this. If you're just a follower of the Lord, you're missing out on having a relationship with him. Anyone that you have a relationship with, you, there should be some, some, some personal investment in yeah. that relationship. I have dear, dear friends that, I, that I'm intentional about communicating with Freddie because I want to continue to invest in that relationship. Or there's been a lot of investment in the past that has gone into building that relationship to where it is. Yeah. And, and so, again, for me... It's, it's a deeper thing than just, and, and, and a lot of times here in the States, you know, we, we have a lot of people that, that only, that only 
believe or practice on Sundays when it when it's time for church or things like that, or when it looks good on social media or or things like that. And, and so to me, that that that's not who I am. If I'm going to have a relationship with you and you're going to be my friend and we're going to communicate and have a relationship with each other, then it's got to be more, it's got to be about me investing time, investing and pouring into and and encouraging and and all those other things. And that's what a relationship with the Lord is to me. It it is, it's more than a following. It's more than it, it, it is. It's daily repentance. It's daily just making sure that I'm in the right place yeah. and making sure. And, and here's the thing that we struggle with, too, in the United States, Freddie. And I don't mean to get off on a tangent, but here's what we struggle with in the United States is, is that appearances are worth more than reality. Uh, yes. So, so, so many people will hide behind avatars. And I'm like, why? Just be yeah. who you are. You know, if you go on social media or Instagram or Twitter, it's like, well, my Twitter handle is Big Dog 85. Why don't you just say your name? Why don't yes. you just be who you are? Absolutely. Why don't and some people use nicknames? I have a friend of mine who goes by Beardless Bro. That's and and he he is in a family. They were on reality television here in the United States. They're they're a family that that is known for their beards. He's known for not having one. (laughs) But what I'm saying is his picture, his actual picture is in his Twitter bio. So he's not hiding behind anything. He's just using a nickname. But where I see a lot of people is they hide behind avatars and they want to give the appearance of being something they're not. Yes. And I just believe in being who I am and just being authentic. I, I believe in care, Freddie being consistent, authentic, relatable, and engaging. Awesome. And, and so again, uh, so many people in the United States here, I don't know about South Africa, but, but so many people here are just, they, they want to be seen and, and, and appear to be something that they're really not. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have very much the same problem, very much. Brian, talk to me about your music. What do you do? You, you seem to be playing an instrument and sing? I do. I sing in a quartet. I sing in a Southern gospel quartet. So I sing the baritone part. I sing in the lower in the lower range. And um, yeah, so I, I, I have a foundational harmony part and then I, uh, I play keyboard organ and sometimes I'll play bass guitar in, in my church. So music was a big part of, of my life growing up. My dad really pushed me toward that. And so I was 19 years old the first time I started playing in church full time. Um, we we had a they, that we 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 went to another church and I'll never forget it. The the lady she was an older lady at the time and she came up to me and she said, "Can you play the organ?" And I was like, "How hard can it be?" I was <laughs> dumb. I was 19. I look at myself. I, I you know I was the age of my, I was yeah. My son's 20. My son is 20. He'll be 21 in in September. And um, I was the age he was when somebody handed me the kind of handed me the ball. And, and, um, I just kind of, you know, I don't know why I said that. Amazing. I don't Amazing. know why I said that. Yeah. I, I just, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes my wife will look at me and she'll be like, you say the dumbest things. And I'm like, well, you know, 
is what it is. But yeah, Freddie. And that is what gets you into trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you could I just look at her. That but you know what? I look at her and I say, you know, well, my initials are BS. So you put two and two together. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, my son's initials are the same. So, you know, the apple doesn't fall <laughs> far from the tree. And it sounds if you make sure of that. <laughs> well, yeah. Talk, talk yeah. me a little bit about your book. Is that the first book you wrote? Let's see. Oh, you mean this one? Yes. <laughs> people, people buy from people. That Shameless day. promotion there. Yeah, I'm all about shameless. I have people that come on my podcast, Freddie, and they and they say to me, they say, you know, you know, that can I say I'm like, listen, we're all about shameless promotion here. We're we're we, Americans. We yes. we shamelessly promote. So no, people buy from people is my first book. And okay. and it's interesting, Freddie. I took a stance at the beginning of this year, not knowing that that the pandemic and what it would bring. But I said to myself, you know, people have been saying you need to do a podcast because I've done I, I've done live radio, not as my primary um not as my primary profession, but, but doing it on the side, filling in things like that. People have said to me, you need to do a podcast. And so that's how the intentional encourager podcast was born because I looked around. Yeah. I looked around LinkedIn where I, I primarily hang out and I saw a lot of people talking about sales and marketing and, and things like that. And they're friends of mine and I love them dearly. And I said, I'll let them go do that. And I will focus on telling really cool stories of them and other people like them. And Freddie, I'll, I'll, I'll share this with you. One of the first episodes that we did was with a dear friend of mine, uh, a gentleman named Blake Benz. Blake has the Good Advice podcast. Great guy. Blake started talking to me about battling depression. Ah. And, it, and at that moment, I knew I had something that was going to help people. Yes. And it's a free forum. I recorded a podcast yesterday and, and a lady was telling me about nearly losing her life with kidney and liver failure. You know, her husband just willing her to live. And she mm. went for about 10 minutes, Freddie, and it was powerful. And those are the kind of stories that I want to tell in the Intentional Encourager podcast. Wonderful. But the book is totally different. The book is will help people connect deeper, better, and stronger. Okay. And, and so I talk about the 10 principles that my dad poured into me that over the years that I've developed myself. So the first chapter is people by consistency. And I don't know if you know this or not, Freddie, but every every person on the planet deep down craves consistency. Yeah. Everybody on the planet. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're in Cape Town, South Africa, or you're in Barbersville, West Virginia, USA, we all want consistency. Absolutely. And, and so, yeah, so you know, it, it talks about you know, consistency, meekness, empathy, uh, memorable. There, there are 10 connecting principles there. Um, I should know them off the top of my head. I'm uh, so I happy to hear that and, you, that you yeah. don't. Because it, it, yeah. people with good memories freak me out completely. I'm, well, I have a good memory. I, I just, I just you know, people, you know, my, my, my youngest sister, we were at a family get-together the other day, and she said, I love page 12 of your book. And I'm like, okay, there's 155 pages in that book. And I, and I said, 
you're going to have to refresh my memory. Exactly. I wrote 46, I wrote about 48,000 words. You have to refresh my memory. And she talks about a story in there that that's really poignant um, about my, my father, my late father and my now stepfather. Okay. Yeah. So am I correct if I say that the word buy doesn't necessarily mean the exchange of money? In your book. That's a hundred percent right. Yeah. And, and that's why I wrote it. <laughs> Freddie, I started writing the book and I thought this is going to be a sales book. And halfway through the book, I realized my dad wasn't teaching me about sales. He was teaching me about connection. Oh my word. That's awesome. Yeah. That yeah. is. When, when my did dad, you panic? Yeah, when, yeah. Huh? Did you panic when you got that realization? No. no. no, no. See, I've, I've written two books as well. And, and in each of them, I had a moment where I thought I'm on the wrong path. This is wrong. This isn't going to work out. And then I yeah. freaked out completely, put everything down, had a very quiet nervous breakdown, then, then picked it up and said, okay, let's be rational about this. Can it work? Is it working? Okay, it makes sense. Makes perfect. Well, okay, one cool. thing, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing my dad in, in, instilled in me was incredible confidence. Ah. There's only been one time recently where I kind of stressed out. And my wife told me she's, because I was stressing out about the book. And I called a couple of my, my dear friends and my one friend who's written 10 books, she said, Brian, I got about 10 minutes. She said, but you're going to be okay. It's normal. What you're feeling is normal. (laughs) And then I called another friend of mine who was very instrumental. And he said, he said, he told me this, he calls me B. He said, B, there is no, there, there is and I'm trying to remember how he said it, but it, it was so good. He said, B, it's uncomfortable in the growth zone, but there's no growth in the comfort zone. Absolutely. Oh, wow. That is and, absolutely marvelous. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. My friend, Derek Conovalov told me that. And, 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 uh, and so, you know, again, Freddie, it, it is when you asked me, you said, you, you talked about buy not being salesy. Understand one thing. When you connect with people, there's something that they buy into that you do that, that makes them want to connect. And you have to remember that for them to continue to connect, there's got to be something there that draws them to continue that connection. Yeah. Whether it's consistency, whether it's meekness, whether it's empathy, whether it's engagement, whether it's relatability, whatever it mm. is. Vulnerability. Yeah, vulnerability. I, did, I didn't put that in the book. The 10 principles I'll share with you real quick. It, it's consistency, thankfulness, ah. empathy, meekness, observation, engagement, authenticity, uniqueness, motivation, and memories. Nice. So yeah, I had to cheat. I had to cheat off the back cover of the book, but, but you know, but again, Freddie, it it is what draws people to connect with other people is there's one thing. Okay. When you reached out to me, there was something that, that you, that drew you and said, I've got to talk to Brian. And so I do the same thing when I have guests on my podcast, I'll see a comment or a post and I'll reach out and go, you need to tell your story mm. on the Intentional Encourager podcast. 
and and some do some some choose to and there have been some people i've reached out to that have that have not yet come on the intentional encourage yeah. podcast and it's okay i want to give your audience a piece of encouragement okay we are listening don't, don't chase people yes don't chase people no. i am so with you so so with you on that one talk to me about the name of the podcast the intentional encourager podcast yeah how what what, what? What, where, when, how? Uh, kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like finding a needle in a haystack, right? Or having, <laughs> having, get, getting struck by lightning or something like that, or getting, having, having superpowers imparted to you, you know, I, I, it, it was just something that, you know, again, I, I wanted to, I, I saw a lot of expertise. I didn't see, I, I saw very little encouragement. And I said, I can, I can feel that. I can meet that need. And so for me, the word intentional the last couple of years, in fact, it's my word for 2021, it's intentional. Oh. For me, I try to do everything intentionally. Um, I look people in the eye intentionally. I intentionally say people's names in conversation, Freddie. <laughs> that is a lost art. Here, here's something. If, if if you want to connect with, here's a, a free tidbit. You don't have to pick. You don't have to buy the book to get this. If you want to connect with people better, start using their names in conversation. Mm. Dale Carnegie said this: "The sweetest sound to a person's ear is the sound of their own name." Yeah. It is such a connecting bridge. I just want to say that that's the ultimate connection. Is and it is so weird because I am terrible with names and yep. and and it, it it's because i'm i'm not present and my husband always says to me kind of i don't get it you, you, you you're a counselor you teach people to be in the moment and to be mindful and yep. you're always in another place <laughs> well and and I, here's and the i thing, use yeah. the excuse that i run that i run a household and i run my own business and i do a podcast and i we run my own recovery program and other people. So I'm busy, you know, <laughs> That's my well, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Your, your parents gave you a name for a reason. So some people are named after grandparents or they're named after parents or they're named after this or that. And uh, my parents just happened to name me Brian because in 1972, Brian was a popular name. Okay. And so that's what my mom said. She said, we just, Brian was popular. We named you Brian, but I have my dad's middle name. My dad's middle name is David. So my middle name's David. Okay. And so there was intention there by my parents to, to give me my dad's yeah. middle name. And so I'm the only, I'm the only male child. I have two younger sisters. So I'm the only male child okay. that my parents have. So my parents were intentional about passing on my my father's middle name yeah. to to me and so um we were intentional about initialing my son we, he doesn't have my middle name but his initials are the same as mine we did okay. that intentionally and so you know again it's it, it is it is those small connecting pieces it's not anything yeah. big but it but it shows up listen when you put something small under a microscope, it magnifies. And, and, and again, if you do the small things correctly, they magnify. Did I, did, did, 
this is now completely a, a bit off topic, uh, off topic, but sure. did I hear at some stage that it's, it's law in America to have a middle name or middle initial? That I don't know. I, I think there are some people that don't, but th- it's very rare in the United States to see someone without a middle yeah. name. It's very rare indeed. And yeah. um, th- there may be some states where you have to have one. I'm not, I'm not sure. That's a great question, Freddie. I must Google. You have stumped it- the band, Freddie. You have, <laughs> you have managed to, you know, I'm, I'm like those Jeopardy content. Jeopardy's a game show here in the United States. It's a, it's a, it's a quiz game and, you see, you'll see the question asked, and they're just they'll kind of stand there like, you know, the, uh, yeah, the deer yeah. in the head. As we say here in here in West Virginia, the deer in the headlights look. <laughs> totally so. So when I was born in '67, and for a very long time after that, the trend was the oldest son gets the father's father's names. If there's a second son, he gets the mother's father's name. So I got my mother's father's name. I maternal grandfather's names who died away before my before my birth apparently was not a very nice person mm-hmm. and i'm stuck with names johannes frederick joshua jansen van Rensburg. <laughs> wow yes exactly so try saying that 10 times me why i spent million rands on therapy up until now in my life <laughs> yeah yeah i i thought sexton was an unusual name i think you've got me beat there my friend it, it sucks. It really does. When I was at Varsity, that was in the 80s, mid mid to late 80s. The psychology papers we wrote were always multiple choice papers. And in those days, the multiple choice papers was marked by a computer via punch cards. Mm-hmm. You old enough to know punch cards. So yeah, I, remember I had to punch card J.F.J. Janssen van Rensburg. <laughs> out <laughs> so by the time people were on question 10 i was still busy busy punch carding, punch carding out my, you know freddie here name. in the united <laughs> states yeah you know here in the united states it's very common sometimes for people to use stage names or or for radio disc jockeys to to have on-air names yes i think if i were you i would have gone by like fred jones or something like that or 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 something to that or or Fred Fine or something like that, if, F-E-I-N. No, I've, I've had that work out. My name would have been Rue, which was my mother's maiden name. Okay. And Janssen, just only Janssen of, of the Janssen van Rensburg. So I would have been Rue Janssen. But I can still be. That's it, it cool. I'm, that, I'm still, yeah. I'm not still, still earmarked for a life of fame where I can have a special name. I would have taken on something like Mick Jagger or something like that, <laughs> you know. Something something easy, you know. Yeah, but Ringo Starr. My name's Ringo Starr. Yeah. Hey, you know, I'll say this. Speaking of that, and I love where our conversation's gone this morning. Do you know when when Chinese people and Asians come here to the United States and they open Chinese restaurants? They take on American names to assimilate themselves. And I'll share a quick story with you. When I was in the food business, I sold food to, to Chinese restaurants. I walked in and, and um, I, I looked on, on my, my sheet of paper and it said I was supposed to, to see this person. I'm like, are you sure this is the, the, the guy's name? And uh, so I walk in and I said, hey, I, I'm Brian with this food company. And he walks up to me, just real cheerful guy. And he walks up to me and goes, hi, my name is MacGyver. <laughs> 
When he came to the United States, he he named himself MacGyver. MacGyver was an 80s television show. I remember MacGyver. Yes, he's he's a hi, my name MacGyver. Yeah, he just he just named himself MacGyver. Yeah. That is so cute. Or they would call themselves like like Tom or Jack or Fred or you know, I, I I called on a lot of of Asian folks in the restaurant business that had very American names and you would get it on legal paperwork and it would be something in Chinese. It would be totally, but they would go by Fred or Tom or Bill or Jack or, and and, you know, this guy decided MacGyver would be a cool name. So we, we, we have a similar situation in South Africa with all the, I mean, we've got 11 different official languages. So we have a vast amount of non-white cultural groups and the Zulus and the Kozas and the Tswanas and, and all those. And all their names are really difficult that standard white folk to pronounce all those things. So they tend to take on Western names as well. And yeah. it's so difficult once you need to do anything formalized with them. You don't, you don't know. And another thing is that the people who used to do all the administration were all white and they've got the names and surnames mixed up. And so it's a very interesting phenomenon that we, that we sit here with who's the right X, Y, and Z type of thing going on. So I, I had to learn very quickly doing public address. My first year doing public high school basketball here in the United States, we had a lot of foreign kids. So we had a kid from Poland. So I had to learn to say it, it would look like certain one way and I had to pronounce it a certain <laughs> way. And so I got used to pronouncing difficult last names. Ah. It, it worked out well, so. Awesome. Good for you. Let's wrap up this chat because I tried to keep my, my episodes around 45 minutes. I thought but, we could go an hour and 45 minutes. I, uh, I'm, I'm geared up. I, I got, I, I got I, plenty of hot tea. And, <laughs> no, I, I, I totally understand. Thank you for your time. No, I am, I am excessively grateful for your time. I'm having so much fun. I could go for an hour and a half as well. So tell me, you you seem to be really pumping out the episodes of your podcast. Is that normal? Do you, how often do you? No, I just, I just recorded No, through the pandemic. I just recorded, you know, I I had an abundance of inventory and um, it was going to get to the point where I was going to be two, two and a half months out. And, and I just decided to add extra episodes. Now, after the first of the year, we'll probably go back to two episodes a week, probably Tuesday, Fridays here in the States that they'll release. But no, it's it was just the fact that I had so many guests on, and uh, I had people. And 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 Freddie, I I will say this: I have been abundantly blessed by not only the caliber of guests, but the the quantity, you know, the the number of guests that mm-hmm. that want to come on. And you know, for me, it's just it, it has just been tremendous. I mean, it. I, Listen, for me to sit here and say, um, you know, I don't have a ton of downloads. I don't have a ton of followers yet. I think it's coming. I really do. But for me, it's always been about telling the story. Yeah. For me, it's always been about someone is going to listen to an intentional encourager podcast. And they're going to hear a story that's going to encourage them. And it's going to connect with them. And they're going to say, you know what? I can totally relate to that. 
I mm-hmm. understand completely what that person's talking about. Yeah. I had a guest that, that shared with me um, battling leukemia mm-hmm. twice. And in the midst of the second twice. time, twice. Ugh. In the midst of the second time, his wife was having an affair. Oh my while word. he was taking leukemia. Yeah. Connie, no. I mean, I mean, you've done enough podcasts to know when you get someone that tells you something like that, you just you're taken aback. It, it, it's always I, I, that's what I love about what and, and I think that's why when I saw your podcast, kind of you tell people stories. I thought, but that's exactly what I do as well. I just use kind of the concept of spirituality to, to wrap the story in. But um like in, in one podcast guest, a friend of mine, and I, I never knew this, kind of in, in 1989-99, we had quite a, 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 a serious problem of bombings in Cape Town. I remember and, that. And, she, I and, remember her, that and well. she and her husband were in one of these bombs, actually the biggest bomb, the, the, mm-hmm. the St. Elmo's bombing. And we carried chatting and then said, oh, we, oh, and, and, then, and then we were in the bombing and kind of carried on, wow, what did you just say? You were, you were bombed? <laughs> Yeah. So I, yeah. I absolutely love what, what we do, and I get so excited. There's not one podcast recording that I do that I, 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 I press the stop record button, and I don't feel – I want to use the word wired because I, I, I can feel so yeah. excited about, yeah. about just, just hearing somebody else's story. We all have a story to tell, and, and well, all stories our lives are, are somewhere interesting. They're power, Freddie. They're powerful. The reason that stories are the the reason people are riveted to stories is they see parts of themselves in that story, or they totally relate to it. We were watching last night. My my son was was showing us um, here in the United States. We had a very popular movie back in the eighties called The Karate Kid. I know the Karate Kid. Yeah, yeah, the Karate Kid. And so now. They've gone back and remade that series with the with the same two original actors, Ralph Macchio and, and Billy Zapka. But they're telling it now 30 years later. And and the first episode goes through all the 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 troubles in the life of Johnny Lawrence since the the first karate kid where where uh, Daniel Russo, Ralph Macchio's character, defeats him in the All Valley karate tournament. Mm. And I found myself, I told my son, I said, I feel sorry for that character. I feel sorry the way his life turned out. And that's the power of story is that it rivets us. It connects us yeah. or, or makes us feel empathy or we feel anger. It might invoke a previous emotion mm. or, a, or, or it connects us to an experience in our own lives that may bring back a memory that had been long Very repressed so, yeah. and it causes some anger and some resentment. And so stories are powerful, but look what we're trying to do on the intentional encourager podcast, just very quickly to, to share with your audience. What we're trying to do is we're trying to spread as much intentional encouragement as we can around the world. One story at a time. I think very that simple. is totally totally marvelous i absolutely love that idea um we all can do with a bit of encouragement definitely so brian we're going Freddie, to think in- about this real quick real real quick let me just drop this in here for your audience think about this when you are going through a difficult time in your life 
what can you do? What do you need most in that moment? Do you need expertise or do you need encouragement? We need most of the time you need encouragement because here's the thing. A lot of people will say, well, you need to do this or you need to do that or you need to do something else. You're just trying to get your head above water. Yeah. You're just trying to get your feet on the floor so that you can take the next step. Absolutely. What you really need is somebody there going, you know what? I'm praying for you. I want you to be well. Yeah. Let me share a piece of encouragement with you. Exactly. And, and, and we don't have enough of that in this world today. We do not have enough of it. By people that should be encouraging other people, they're still wanting to do expertise, expertise. expertise. Listen, encourage people. You can, everyone that listens to our conversation, you can, you can encourage somebody, but here's why people don't do it, Freddie, because you give more than you take in. And in our society, we want to take in more than we give. Mm, True. And so it's so simple to be an encourager. I would encourage you just a simple word, be specific, be targeted, reach out to me. If you, if you, if you say, Brian, I want to, I want to do encouragement. I want to be an encourager. Reach out to me. My email address is sextonbrian13 at gmail.com. Very you simple. S E X T O N B R I A N 1 3 at gmail.com. And I'll give you some ways that you can encourage. It won't cost Wonderful. you anything. Awesome. 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 Right. Let's wrap up with the following question. Where do people find Brian Sexton? Where do they find the Intentional Encouragement Podcast? So the Intentional Encourager podcast, you can search all of your your podcast sites, Apple, Google Play, Spotify. Um, just search The Intentional, I-N-T-E-N-T-I-O-N-A-L. I had to, I had to think about spelling it. So let me move my <laughs> mic out of the way here. There you go. The Intentional so you, you Encourager just search podcast. The, just, yeah, just search The Intentional Encourager podcast. Awesome. And it'll show up. You'll see my, my oh, picture there. Okay. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Brian, B-R-I-A-N, Sexton, S-E-X-T-O-N, 1-3 on Twitter. Um, cool. Also, uh, the intentional, it's intentional, E-N-C-1 on Twitter. We're getting ready to change that Twitter handle, too. So if you oh. follow me, if you follow me on Twitter, um, we, we probably will launch an Instagram after the first of the year. Not yet. I, it's too young for me. But I am on Facebook, the Intentional Encourager, so you can you can go there. Um, LinkedIn, Brian Sexton MBA, and I put all my podcasts on LinkedIn and Facebook. Awesome. And yeah, so yeah, you can. There are several places to find me. Uh, Amazon, if you want to go to Amazon, yes, that was the next question. You yeah, you go to Amazon book. and search "People Buy from People" um, and look for this cover. Look for the green and tan cover. There's a, another "People Buy from People." Um, not nearly as attractive. The, the, the lady on the, the, the cover, she's a, she's a, a fine, you know, she's a nice, she's a, she's a nice looking lady. She's, she's, she's pretty, but this cover is what you want to look for. It's the green and tan people buy from people. Um, 10 powerful people lessons from the ultimate people person, my dad. Awesome. And so that's what you want to look for. It's also available on Kindle. Um, we're working Good. on the audible version of, of having that avail, available to mm. audio to audible. 
should at least be by March. We should have that on Audible. I'm I'm getting ready to start recording those. Myself. Are you going I'll, to, I'll, to to be the, the voice? Absolutely. Absolutely. You definitely have the voice to do it. Well, mm. Freddie, here's the thing. I, I just believe it's it's just it, it's going to resonate more with people being read by the author. Yeah. There there's inflections that I can add into it and things that I can add to it and, and tell the story. But again, I'd be honored if you go to Amazon.com, search people buy from people and look for Brian Sexton. Uh, I, shall put, I shall put the link in the right up to the podcast. I shall put all these links in the right yes. up to, to, to Freddie, to what podcast. a great conversation we had today. Thank you so much <laughs> I am for so inviting grateful. me. I truly enjoyed it. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I wish you all of the best with your podcast and your book and your life in general. You sound like a bloody awesome guy. So it was just awesome hanging with you this, well, for me, this early evening, late afternoon. And I well, hope I you try. have a wonderful I, day. I try. <laughs> Freddie, thank you so much. And, and it's been a pleasure being on Meet Me in the Field. And listen, we, we will have you on an episode of the Intentional Encourager podcast to tell your story as well, too. So awesome. uh, you, folks can look for that um, in the coming future. We'll get that scheduled and uh, and and have Freddie on the Intentional Encourager When podcast. you're going to do my story, you have to have your, your sensor pin ready. <laughs> it gets nasty. <laughs> Awesome. I, I don't write any questions down. I, I don't write anything. I, I do not write any questions down. Neither do I. I wrote some themes here. The one thing I wanted to know was, was where in the US you are, because it's just interesting to, to think of the time thing. I wanted to get to your book. So I just wrote three three points. The idea of the podcast, you answered that. Where are you? And the book. The, those were just, the, the rest of the conversation goes where we, I believe the conversation goes where it needs to go. And I'm not going to, to exactly. influence it. And that's what I love about what, what we do. Because we had exactly. an amazingly fabulous chat. Look after yourself and um, enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you, Freddie. Um, it's great to be on the podcast. Awesome. Look after yourself. Bye-bye. This was a great pleasure to have Brian as our guest on Meet Me in the Field. I'm very grateful for him taking part and want him to live his best life ever. I wish him all the luck with his podcast as well as with the sales of his book. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field or Freddy Counselor or on Twitter at at Rensburg Freddy or on Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.